This is Lisa Miller and Associates, Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. Now, here's Lisa Miller. Welcome, friends. Today's program is largely a presentation I did in late October 2021 for the Pensacola Association of Realtors. It was an incredible group of engaged professionals who wanted to know so much about the property insurance industry and why things are changing. I'm sharing my presentation as a podcast because it focuses on a lot of issues that affect my listeners, and I think you'll get a lot of great information hearing me explain what are some of the reasons that we're seeing these double-digit rate increases in property insurance. You'll also hear me talk about the fact that oftentimes when insurance claims arise, There doesn't always have to be a lawyer involved. There are several ways to get insurance claims resolved without entering the legal system. The realtors in this audience were very engaging, and though they were listening and taking notes, what I found was that it was a great group of people who genuinely care about their customers and the state of affairs of the property insurance market. So let's begin. So I grew up in Plant City, which is a marvelous town between Tampa and Orlando. And for those of you that had the pleasure of sitting on Interstate 4 for hours, um, it's gotten worse. And I was down home a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of what I do, um, I live in Tallahassee. I spent a lot of time up in the North Carolina mountains a couple of years ago. We found a tiny little something that we were able to pay just a little bit before things went crazy. So we've been very lucky and very blessed. And I I spent my career, I'm 61 years old. You can tell by the gray hair. And I've spent my career, probably the past 35 years, on and off everything touching insurance. Think about everything you do, auto insurance, property insurance, flood insurance, commercial insurance, health insurance, life insurance. There's even insurance for people that have expensive bikes. You know, people that are bikers. Any bikers in the room? People that ride bikes, I bet you sometimes these bikes are four and five thousand dollars. I'm like, my mother's rolling over in her grave. Who pays five thousand dollars for a bike? But it's a thing. So everything we do has a tentacle to insure. And so I started when I got here just a tad late, but I was kind of filtering through this side of the room and chatting with some of our great guests here today. And the first thing I said to someone is, I'm sitting next to an insurance company representative. And she said, terrible thing. They were terrible. Da, 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 da. And you know what I said to her? Call me. And the insurance representative here today said, you have people that have that kind of concern. Call me. What happens in these big insurance companies often is they're automated much like the rest of the world. And I say to my insurance company clients all the time, put a human on this. Because if you think about it, we have seven and a half million property insurance policies in our state. How many, who would know how many auto insurance policies we have in our state? Any guesses? Close, 15 million. So, and that's about right, two drivers, every health. So there are about 50 to 55 companies that write about 90% of that. And they're all Florida-based businesses. They employ Floridian. When I was a regulator, I'm a past former deputy insurance commissioner. During the 04 and 05 storms, I watched what Ivan did to this community. I've worked with Rebuild Northwest Florida. I understand what it means to build back better and stronger. And I understand about the quality of life by getting the debris off the roads, opening the schools, 
and opening small businesses. That's what we do after a storm. So I get it right here to prove it. So these companies, for about 10 years, we didn't have any storms prior to the 04 and I thought storms. And, and they were able to build up what's called surplus. Lots and lots of money. <laughs> and then the 04 and 05 storms happened. And then we had another 10 years of no storm. And they were able to build up lots and lots of money. And then something happened. And I'll tell you about that in just a little bit. But what you're seeing today is what has been happening over the past six or seven years, which is just crazy. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But what I'm interested in is your stories about your experience with insurance companies and what could have been done better. Because they're humans like we are. And I'm, I, I represent companies, I say represent, consult with, pray with, scream at companies that write 2 million of those 7.5 million policies. When I left state government in 2007, I met my first client. I was sitting in the Capitol, and there was a special session. How many of you remember Charlie Crist as our governor? Anybody remember how he won the governor's On a platform of reducing property insurance rates, that's how he won the governor's mansion. I still have the flyer where he talks about so lo and behold, he's running again. And guess what he's talking about? Property insurance rates. So we have a political football here with property insurance rates going up. Everybody's rates going up. How many of you escrow your property insurance? I'd be looking at what that escrow is doing because rates are going up. Mary can tell you. I talk to her every day and pray for her twice a day. She's telling me. My phones are ringing off the hook because these rates are going up. And then she'll say why, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So we have 7.5 million policies, about 50 to 55 companies that write about 6 million, 6.5 million of those. And we also have what I would consider the most dysfunctional property insurance market in the country. So let me tell you the day in the life of a claims vice president in a, in a property insurance company. I have all their sale numbers, and I like to listen as well as talk. And my daddy taught me you learn nothing with your mouth open. The more we listen, the more we grow. So on a regular, on a regular week, I'll call five to seven companies, clients or not, I don't care. And they take my call. I'm no shrinking violet. I guess you can tell that too. And I'll say, how was your day? What was it like this morning in your office? What was, what was in your email box when you got in? Oh, we got 22 lawsuits today. On a Monday, oh, we got 75 today. The day in the life of a claims vice president of these 50-some-odd insurance companies is awful. Why do they do it? Some of, one of them told me I'm too stupid to do anything else. All he knows is insurance. So I can't imagine that when you would open your door, I talked to a wonderful woman in this room who's been a broker for a long time, proud of what she does. She's so excited about being a part of this organization. Can you imagine if she opened her door every day and she had 75 lawsuits sitting in her Monday morning inbox? So we have what I'll call a conundrum. We have those, probably many of you in this room, hate insurance companies. Trust me. They're hard to love. 
I rarely hear anybody say, oh my gosh, I love my insurance company. Like we talk about our hairdresser, right? Or they'll say, or I even don't even hear them say, they were there for me when I needed it. That's the rarity. Because they, we expect them to be there when we need them. We expect them to pay our claim the way we want it. Sometimes we hire professionals to get what we think we are deserve, what we deserve. But the pendulum has swung way too far. And I hearken back to the days when a consumer, an insurance consumer, spoke to their insurance company and the claim got worked out. Nirvana. No third parties. In fact, Mary got an email from a third party. Are any of you public adjusters in the room? Fine if you are. Lawyers, any lawyers in the room? Fine if you are. Love you just the same. But these third parties have a tendency to inflate the claims. So in testimony last week in the Senate, Barry Gilway, who's head of Citizens Property Insurance, you know them well, said that when he and his team of about 800 to 1,000 employees work on claims, and there's a third party involved, the average claim is $48,000. When there's no third party involved, anybody want to guess what it is? 10. Just giving you the fact. No commentary. So it makes me hearken back to the days where people sat across the table and had a civil conversation. But it's hard. Think about the psyche. I just got in 75 lawsuits this morning. So it's almost like they think every claim is suspect. And it's hard for those of us that will be filing legitimate claims to rise to the top to say, this is the real thing. I'm not trying to pick your pocket. But the estimates are by the Division of Insurance Fraud. We have some great Americans that work in that division out of Tallahassee and all over the state. Three out of every five claims are inflated, trying to pick the pockets of the insurance companies, which are your pockets. And what I want you to think about today is this. As claims costs go up, what do you think happens to rates? They go up. Pretty simple. You don't have to be an actuary to know that. Where is the tipping point? Where's the tipping point? I have in my email box right now an attorney fee award awarded by the court for a million dollars because these lawyers have flex their muscle, and they use the law, it's legal to do it, to say it took me this much time and I need a multiply two and three times what I normally charge because this is such a complicated case. Most of these insurance claims are not complicated. It's a simple dispute between the insurance company and you, but it's complicated. Many Georgia judges are awarding these fees, these incredible fees, great business model. Wouldn't you love to get two and three times your fee? Wouldn't you love that? Just because you can, the law says you can? Crazy. So I hearken back to the days when there's a civil conversation. Do you know who promotes that civil conversation in the state? The Department of Financial Services. When I was chief of staff and deputy commissioner, out of all the 3,000 employees in that department headquartered in Tallahassee, offices all over the state, my favorite division was the Division of Consumer Service. And I would frequently sit on the helpline and I would listen to people talk about their, their you know, challenges with insurance companies. 
And we, as the Department of Financial Services at the time, and they still do it, would open a file and have a conversation with the insurance company. We had a 98% settlement rate. I don't know what the number is now, but when the third parties come into the room, I encourage you and your clients to say to that person, I don't need to see you. If I can't get the free service that my tax dollars are paying for, I'll come back. But many times now, people file a claim, and the first thing they do is what? Hire a lawyer. Remember what I said, 10000 with no lawyer and public adjuster, 48000 with. Now, you may be on the side of the fence that says, yippee, I'm going to make an extra $38,000. And the third parties will argue that's what they were owed. You make the decision. But that's concerning because it's making our rates go up. So there's three choices the legislature has, and they're in charge. There are three major expenses that make rates go up are reinsurance. Every dollar you pay in premium, 40 cents of that, 40 to 45, goes to Bermuda, London, Germany, all across the world with big big bank accounts, the reinsurers that back up the insurance company. What happens? They, they may be able to cover the first eight or $10 million of a loss, and the rest of it goes worldwide, and they pay a premium for that, 40 to 45 cents. There's only 100 pennies in a dollar. So reinsurance is one expense the legislature could look at help reducing. I'll tell you how I'm, we're proposing to do that. Second one is litigation. Right now, in Florida, there are 100,000 lawsuits filed against about 55 companies. There's about 15 to 20 law firms, I can give you a list, that file 80% of those called the cottage industry. And the theory is this. The more you sue, some are going to stick. Remember the million-dollar attorney fee award? I can send it to you. Public record. Remember the mortgage crisis? You had the lawyers that filed hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits all about fees. And I've got some great friends that are lawyers, and we have spirited debates about this. But I'm just saying, look, I hang out with a lot of seniors. That was when I did my master's thesis, it was on insurance fraud. Insurance fraud is driven by people preying on senior citizens. We know it. They go, you know, bad people go in retiree neighborhoods, they knock on the doors, et cetera. So we have litigation as the second highest expense of all insurance companies. Legislature could do something about it. They tried last year. They passed a bill, Senate Bill 76. I thought it was a very balanced bill. It had a simple 10-day notice. It said to lawyers, you have to give the insurance companies 10 days before you sue them. They hate it. They've challenged it in court. They said, we're not going to do it. You can't make it. There's a court case that says we can't. Really? We just asked them for 10 days notice before you file 300 lawsuits in a week. What am I missing here? Behind the scenes, my friends in the trial bar will say, we know what happens with that 10-day notice. It forces them to come to the table and have a conversation like two human beings should do. I come from a small town. You have conversation over a cup of coffee and you work it out. They don't want to do that. It's easier to file the suit, hope for the best, get attorneys. So the second way to reduce rates is to manage this litigation explosion. And the third 
reduce taxes. Two cents of every dollar that you pay in premium goes to state government. Not a lot. The regulatory arms of the insurance industry use that money to fight fraud and the rest of it. I'm not opining either way. I'm just telling you there's three ways to help this situation. Change the reinsurance structure of our state. Reduce litigation. Reduce taxes. Because there's only two ways for an insurance company to survive what I'll call the dysfunctional property insurance market, and that's either reduce expenses or raise rates. The insurance companies are raising rates and they're hoping the legislature will help them do one of the three things I suggested. Pretty simple. I made C's in math and even I. So what do we want to do in the reinsurance arena? There's something called the Florida Hurricane Cap Fund, catastrophe fund. It's Florida's reinsurance. Reinsurance, which is insurance for insurance company, has $17 billion in the bank. And there are those who think, oh, no, we can't change the cap fund. Oh, no. It will signal, it'll just, it'll signal to investors that want to invest in Florida the wrong thing, whatever, whatever. You have $17 billion in the bank. IDA, IDA estimates are what, $20 billion, something like that, over 17 states or whatever it hit. It takes a long time to spend $17 billion. We're not going to deplete the cap fund. It's Florida's free insurance mechanism. And remember, we're paying, we as Florida are paying for forest fires in California. We're paying for floods in Idaho. All this free insurance market around the world takes all the catastrophes in a year. We are the number one catastrophe region in the world. And in your beautiful part, the seas are rising. All right? They're factoring in sea level rise. So reinsurance is a huge expense that we could reduce with a couple of simple things to do. Secondly, litigation. Our statutes are pretty stacked against us, you and the insurance company. And the lawyers are winning. Imagine that. When I got in my Uber last night about midnight, I actually asked someone if I could share their Uber because mine wasn't going to come in for 45 minutes and I'm not real patient. And so, <laughs> sure enough, got in the car with a lawyer. Imagine that. We had a grand time. Very spirited conversation. He and I saw eye to eye. We had about 20 minutes in the car. And he was familiar with his rates had gone up. He asked me why, right? As you can tell, I can talk to a stump. I told him why. What do I do? I'll tell you what I said in just a couple minutes. Hold your breath. These litigation laws that allow attorneys to get a multiplier, <laughs> a multiplier, I just think the concept is fabulous. Every profession should have one, but it's costing all of us money. I want one. I want me a multiplier. So let me tell you how the multiplier of these cases get in. <laughs> you know, our roofers, they walk through neighborhoods, they look at roofs and they get on top of your roof. And what do they tell you when they come down? You need a new roof. Imagine that. And we'll get the insurance company to pay for it. And if they won't pay for it, we'll just do it every single day. Or those that walk into someone's house and they get underneath your bathroom sink. Oh my gosh, your P-trap's leaking. 
there's stains on this uh, base of this uh, vanity. We'll get the insurance companies to get you a whole new bathroom. And if they don't want to pay for it, we'll just do them. Well, guess what, folks? We're paying for all those new bathrooms and new roofs, and I'm sick of it. I love each and every one of you, and I want us all to have a new roof, but that's not what an insurance policy is all about. If you need a new roof and it's wear and tear, you got to figure out how to pay for it. If it's wind or weather damage, they'll pay. It's just that simple. And I made these and some. So litigation is out of control. I could spend my entire time. I have three more. Third thing is taxes. 2%, 2%. Legislature can decide if they cut that and let the companies keep that to pay for it. I'll close with this. I send Mary every quarter, just to watch her face turn red, the financials of all these companies that are riding in this state. Last week in the legislature, Barry Gilway, great American soldier that runs Citizens Property Insurance, posted those financials on a screen for the whole world to see. They call it the sea of red. In the first six months of this year, insurance companies lost $700 million compared to the first six months of last year, which was $500 million. You feel sorry for insurance companies? Hell no. But something's got to give. Like them, don't like them. Your rates are going up. And over the next three years, here's what I predict. You think it's hard to get good rates now and closings now? Well, you got flood insurance rates going to the roof, and property insurance rates going to the roof. and all the labor shortages. So I'm easy to reach. Mary knows she got me on speed dial. I have a great newsletter. I do it as a labor of love. Done it for 12 years. LisaMillerAssociates.com. And I'm out there preaching and evangelizing. And I'm doing what I can because my first and foremost priority is the consumers of this state of Florida. And I talk to a lot of them. They find me on the web. I go to forums like this all the time, and they want to know what's going on. And if you want to know what to do, you got two legislators over here to chat with. And I bet if you call them once a week, Doug Broxson, Senator Broxson, Representative Andrade, Alex Andrade, wonderful young man, walk in there and show them what your insurance rates are doing. You give them both my regards and bring your paperwork with you. And say, I'm going to get with your scheduler, and I'm going to come back and see you, and I'm going to show the closings that just didn't about close. I'm going to show you my personal insurance rates are going through the roof, and I'm going to have a prayer meet with you every week. Get engaged. I don't know how the chapters operate independently. They did when I worked with the Florida Realtors for 10 years. I was their insurance consultant for 10 years. And we got the rate, we got the market to a pretty good place. But I'm going to come back to you and your leadership here. It can be done. Reinsurance, litigation, taxes, and the legislature is in control. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening to the presentation. And as you just heard, I ended my discussion to the Pensacola Association of Realtors by letting them know that if they want to do something about this property insurance crisis we face, they should be talking to their state senator and their state representative. And I want all of them, and you as well, listening to this podcast to share the story of how rising rates are impacting you and particularly real estate professionals who are watching what it can do to the real estate industry and their personal pocketbooks. 
If you have any questions about who to talk to, contact us and let us know, and we can share with you who your individual state senator and state representative will be. The 60-day Florida legislative session runs from January 11th through March 11th, and the key point bears repeating. According to data from the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, which is our state-based insurance regulatory system overseer, Florida has 8% of all homeowners' insurance claims in the United States, yet we have 76% of all homeowners' insurance claims lawsuits. In our podcast show notes, we'll have links and resources to the Department of Financial Services Insurance Consumer Hotline and information about the attorney contingency fee multiplier that, again, is one of the reasons driving insurance rates. We will also have a link to Senate Bill 76, which was passed in the 2021 legislative session that had major consumer insurance reform provisions. And so that you don't have to take the notes, it's all right there for you. We invite you to like this podcast and to share it with your colleagues and friends on your own social media platforms and other channels. Please let us hear from you as well. Let us know what your experience is in the insurance market, insurance claims, contractors knocking on your door. Whatever your experience is, we want to hear about it. You can call us and leave your comment or question for our later reply on air at 850-388-8002. That's 850-388-8002. That's it for this edition of the Florida Insurance Roundup. Thank you for being a part of it. And remember, at Lisa Miller & Associates, we have a passion for policy and client success. I'm Lisa Miller, and until next time, stay safe. This has been Lisa Miller & Associates' Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. For more information on today's program, please visit us on the web at www.lisamillerassociates.com.